morning. My name's Peter, and I'm one of the pastors here at City Harvest Church, and uh, I'm just glad to see all of you here, and uh, just excited that you guys are here with us this morning. Um, we have been on a series called Who We Are, and uh, in that series, we've just been looking at many different things of who we are uh, as a family, as a community, uh, as a church. Now, what we know is that uh, we're very self-aware. We focused on this a lot, and we actually came to the realization that we are not the only church in town. I don't know if you know that or not, but, but here's the deal. Is God has called, just as he's called each one of us to unique things. Uh, do you guys know that you and I are different? Yes. I know we look alike, and uh, you want this mustache. Ladies, I get it. You... You wish you could grow it. But you know what? We're, we're different. God has gifted us differently. He's called us to different things. And in the same way, as a church, he's called us to, very, to, to do something very specific and something very unique, to be us. And what's important in that is that then we know who we are. So each one of us as individuals are trying to find uh, what we like to call our identity in Christ. And so, God, who have you called me to be? What, what, uh, what do you want me focusing on? What are the things you want me to put my time into? And what are the gifts that you're trying to bring out in me? What are you trying to teach me? All of that. But it's the same goes as us as a church family, as a community, is God, who have you called us to be? And so what's important is for us to actually spend different times where we talk about that so that uh, we know who we are. So... A couple of the ones that we, we went through uh, when, we, when we did the series, so just a review on that, is uh, we started with our values, and uh, Pastor Bob uh, went through those, and it was a great message of just going through that those aren't, our values aren't just things that we have on a piece of paper, so that if someone ever asked, hey, what are your church values, so that we can hand that over to them. No, it, it, we need to continue to look back and say, are we doing this? Are we living this or are we kind of just slowly drifting away? Uh, then uh, Tamar went through who we are thriving and what it means to thrive. Uh, Use the example of how many of you guys have ever had a potted plant or tree or something like that in your house and you did a marvelous job of letting that thing just dry out and die? Um, you know, we've actually gone to purchasing succulents. You can buy, I never knew those things existed when I was a kid. We just had ferns everywhere. But uh, then, you know, Ikea always sells succulents everywhere, and they just seem like they're all over the place. What's crazy about succulents is you basically, like, need to give it, like, an eye drop of water a year, and somehow it stays alive. Well, what's even a more miraculous thing is that somehow we managed to kill our succulents. Um, so plants don't thrive in our home and, uh, we don't want to be like that as people. We want to thrive. We want to get the nutrients that God has for us and to grow into the men and women that he's called us to be. And so we kind of talked about what does that look like here? Uh, in this environment, with the amount of sun that we get in, in here, with the soil that we have in here, and in the amount of moisture, and, and all those different things, what does it look like for each one of us to be planted, but then also to thrive where we're growing into the men and women that God has called us to be? Looked at leadership, each one of us being called to leadership. 
that it's not just a select few. It's not the green berets of ministry or something like that. But every single one of us, because leadership is truly influencing. And it's being one step in front of whoever is one step behind you. It's being one chapter ahead of whatever book you're reading. And so it does not mean that you have to be a genius in every subject or, or this kind of unique thing. But it's just you're influencing You're being an example. And so we're called to leadership in our families. We're called to leadership in our neighborhoods. We're called to leadership in our workplaces, in our schools, in our lives to step out in that. And uh, that is something for all of us to step into because, and why is that important? Because as a community, we want to call that out of in, in one another. And so to not just say, oh no, that's totally cool. Yeah, just, just hang out there and you know, show up periodically, and uh, I agree, God hasn't called you to lead anybody. You, don't worry, you're off the hook. No, we want to, in a way, be a little bit aggressive of, hey, what are you doing? How are you using the gifts God has given you? What, what does he want to do above and beyond what you're currently thinking or what you're currently allowing him to do? Last week, we had our global impact that we don't want to just be a community that thinks of ourselves here but we think about the world. We care about the world enough to where we send people from here and say, man, we would love for you to stay. We love the, 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 what you bring to us as a family, but we know God's calling you out there. And so we're going to send you. We want to give finances to that. We want to give time to pray for that and to support that, knowing that God has called us. But here's the deal. He hasn't just called, again, the Green Braves to go. He's called every single one of us. One of our challenges is if you don't have a passport, okay, and unless there's a legal reason why you can't get one, get one. In that way, you've made yourself prepared and ready for when God says, I'm calling your number. I want to send you out. You're ready to go. And you're not using, "Ah, I don't have a passport. I don't have this, but you're ready to go. I, uh, right after the, the earthquake in Haiti, um, they were putting together a team to go there about two months uh, prior, and I think it was about like three weeks before the trip was going to go, and um, I was asked to go, and I'm like, I don't have the money. I did have a passport, though. And, but you know what? If God wants you to go, he provides. I, so I just put on Facebook, hey, I'm thinking of going to Haiti um, to do this. This is what the team is doing. Within two hours, my entire trip was paid for. Because, but if God wants to call you somewhere, the, the deal is are we making ourselves ready for him to use? And so in all these things, it's about thriving, it's about growing, it's about being rooted, and it's about being ready for God to do whatever he wants to do through us. Today, we are on one another. Everyone look at your neighbor and say you, and say me or whatever, I don't know. Just a little community interaction time there. Uh, And we're talking about service. And so I don't wanna, I think it's called, is it called bait and switch? Is that kind of like you trick people or something like that? Something like that. Um, it doesn't sound as violent as you have a hook in it, because that just sounds like it's tearing your flesh. Any of you ever gone fishing and you got a hook? I remember the first time I went fishing and um, my dad gave me the pole and my brothers were there and uh, my dad was trying to teach me how to cast. And so and I'm left-handed and I always tried to learn things right-handed because um, somehow that was appropriate and proper, uh, but it totally messed up in my brain. The, so I have terrible hand-eye coordination. And uh, I went to cast, and 
Um, I also like, if I throw a football, I'm like Bernie Kosar, I like throw sidearm, you know, it's supposed to be up here, but I'm always down here. I think I kind of cast it like that. Anyways, I hooked my older brother Jesse in the hand with the hook. I remember my dad trying to get it out with a knife and, you know, he wasn't looking, Jesse wasn't looking at me and winking like, it's okay, don't worry about it. Or, no worries, bud, I know you're just learning, no worries, okay? He wasn't happy about it because it was a hook, so it sounds violent, so I didn't want to use that terminology, so... We'll use the bait and switch, but a switch sounds like discipline, so I don't know. Here's the deal. I want you guys to know where I'm headed. Where I'm headed is we need one another. God has called us to love one another and to serve one another. And they're serving, um, taking care. We find out someone's sick, and so you, you bring them a meal to their home. You go to the hospital, and you spend time with them. Uh, but there's also service here in what we do here on a Sunday. And so at, by the end of this message, I'm going to try to convince you that you need to get involved, okay? So just know that's where I'm headed. Um, if you want to shut out right now, I don't blame you. Go ahead. But uh, that's where we're headed. So if you will open your Bibles to 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8 through 11. 1 Peter chapter 4. Verse 8 through 11, and I'm going to be reading out of the NIV, and uh, the screen's going to read out of the NIV, and you can read out of whatever flavor you enjoy best. All right, here we go. Above all, so pretty much means above all. Um, I study that really hard. <clears throat> Love each other deeply. Because love covers a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. So we wanna, I want to look at, uh, we'll kind of go through this, but above all, love each other deeply. Man, if you're like me, uh, I won't have you raise your hand and admit this one, but there are some people in my life that are hard to love. None of you, I promise. But there are people that are hard to love, and which means I'm not loving them deeply. It's quite shallow. Uh, it's more like a muddy bog, I think is what you call it. it. You know, it just doesn't have a lot of substance to it. But why is that? It's because I'm selfish. And it's because I'm thinking about myself. Either that... Uh, that person is an inconvenience, so loving them is an inconvenience, or I don't think they're worthy of it because they've done something that's irritated me, and I, instead of focusing on the human and the person in them, and that, man, Jesus has loved me, why can't I love them? Instead, what am I focusing on? I'm focusing on how I'm allowing that situation to make me feel. And, uh, and so there can, there can be difficulties there, but it's saying for us to love each other deeply 
Because love covers a multitude of sins. You know, if you read in uh, 1 Corinthians, if you've been to a wedding, a lot of times uh, the 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 13 is read. I once was asked to do a wedding, and but they didn't. Um, it was a, what you would here in the church we'd call a non-spiritual wedding, okay? And, but I was asked to officiate the wedding, and they didn't want a lot of um, uh, scripture, per se, or... God talk or, you know, things like that. You guys getting the drift? Okay. So I, um, so I was, I wanted to respect that and I didn't want to, uh, just, you know, sabotage their wedding, but I also wanted to, to give truth into man, what makes a marriage and we need God, but there's, there's principles that God has given us and how we are to relate to one another. And so I was talking about recipe and uh, the, the groom's mom was a, always made cookies, and, and we love to eat them. And so talking about the recipe that goes into it. And then I just said, hey, you know, I, I want to read out of a book that I read every now and then um, that talks about love and the recipe of love. And so I took the message version, which a lot of people don't see as God talk, um, <laughs> literally orphan, you know, whatever, no. But... So I read it, and I read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and read what is love. And uh, I was really cool, because I just, you know, everyone got where I was going with it, but I didn't say the chapter in the book, the Bible. I just kind of read it, but everybody there knew fully what I was doing. And that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But chapter 13, it talks about what love is, okay? And it talks about what it's not. And really, when it comes down to that, it's are we going to be selfish or are we going to be selfless? And the, the opposite of love is me-focused and is selfishness. Because selfishness, uh, tomorrow and I get into a disagreement, selfishness is instead of reaching out to her and having patience for when she's cranky, or uh, having tolerance, or, or, or not keeping a record or wrong, I'm so focused on how I feel that I'm pushing her away. And it's selfish because I'm thinking about how I feel, or what I get out of it, or what I believe uh, I deserve. You guys with me on that? You ever have one of those days? Versus selfless, who's the most selfless? Jesus. He came and sacrificed his entire life and gave it to us as a selfless offering, that is love. But in here, it's telling us to above all, above everything else, love each other deeply. Because lover, love covers a multitude of sins. And it's covering a multitude of sins because then when we offend one another, instead of holding on to that and not letting you go, and deciding, oh, you're going to pay. One day we're going we're gonna to go and we're going to deal with this and we're going to discuss it and I'm going to prove to you that you were wrong. Instead, there's a releasing because I'm operating out of love. And so it's been covered. Because if you're like me, I make mistakes that people could get offended with all the time. You don't need a laugh. <laughs> But we need to overlook that. We need to get to where we, we allow those things to brush off. And then obviously um, offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. 
You know, there are many times where Tamar wants to bless somebody, um, have people over. She's like, they just want to get together. And I'm like, for the love of God, I don't want to get together with anybody right now. Okay, I'm mentally fried. Um, And uh, again, none of you guys, I promise. (laughs) Maybe a couple, but don't worry about it. But that we, again, it's selfless. It's about are we willing to give and bless one another and it's about what God wants to do through us instead of just what I get and my time and my energy and, and my, my freedoms and my finances and my this and my that. Or am I seeing that what I have is God's and Lord, I want to give and say, you know what, this God has so graciously given this to me to give back and to give back and to give back and to keep handing it out. Verse 10 here, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Now, it doesn't say each of you should use whatever gift if God gave you a gift. Sometimes we can we add words into scripture where we look at it and it's like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that verse is for certain people that are called. Again, we're all called to be leaders. But each one of us in this room has been given gifts. Each one of us was born. God created you, not as an accident. Rick Warren says in The Purpose Driven Life, he says, uh, he's talking about how none of us are accidents. And one of the words is your parents maybe didn't plan you. But they had the exact DNA God wanted to use to create you. That you weren't a surprise. You maybe surprised them. Any of you guys had a surprise kid? (laughs) A little, oops, wasn't. We had talked, agreed about having five and and we had six. So. (laughs) But you know what? Those kids, you and I, were not accidents. God wanted you and God designed you specifically the way you are and he gave you gifts. In, uh, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 through 12, it's talking about gifts. And it actually says, he's saying, and, and to some, this was given. And to others, this was given. And, and to others, this was given. You know what's not in there? And to some, nothing. It's not in there. It's saying how to some and to some and to some and to others and to others. But what's not in there is that we didn't get anything. So each one of us has been given a gift. You guys following me on that? Okay. So I'll stop talking about it and we'll just agree that we're all on the same page. Okay. So we've all been called to be influencers, leadership. And we've all been called to love one another, selfless living, and we have to uh, 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 begin to accept, because sometimes it's hard to accept, that God has called each one of us and given us gifts that he wants to use through us. And not only is it about us using those gifts to, say, make money, or using those gifts when it's convenient, but we got to embrace it and let him work through us in the way that we live our daily lives ongoing and, um, and to begin to, to, to really see it as something as we see here in verse 11. Um, 
if anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. Man, that's intense. I mean, to be honest, I know I have you guys all fooled, but if you walked with me all day long and recorded everything I said, you might not think every single thing came from the voice of God. (laughs) I get it. I look pretty holy, but no. Do I look at all my speech that way? No. I don't approach every single day that way. But are we looking at it that way? And then also um, saying if anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides. How many times do we do things in our own strength? And then we're frustrated because we're burnt out. Or we're irritated because no one received it. Or we're, you know... We're we're exhausted or all these things or it doesn't go the way we wanted, but we're doing it in our own strength versus if you serve, which really isn't just about when we're talking about serving here. It doesn't mean that, oh, I'm 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 going to do excuse me, honey, I'm going to go do a quick act of service as an individual act of I'm going to go do an act of mercy or for five minutes here, I'm going to go bless this person. No, we're supposed to, what did Jesus do? He walked in service continuously. And, uh, and so we're supposed to do that continuously in, in stepping in, out in that, but it's supposed to be in the strength of God because it's not my strength that can do it. I'm going to burn out. I'm going to a whole bunch of negative things. So that in all things, because then, so we realize we're called, we realize God has given us a gift. We're focused on loving others, which helps the gift be received. It's like truly the, makes it happen. And then we begin to realize the impact it has by my words are God's. He wants to speak through me. And then we're relying on his strength as we begin to step out and serve. When those things happen and they come together in that way, here it says, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. Who's to focus on? It's on God. These signs, we've been wanting to put these up forever. And um, had the idea and just didn't feel like it was the right time. But the whole focus is that it's not about putting on a show up here. The focus is giving God glory because that's who he is. That's not who I am. That's not who the team, the worship teams that come up here. That's not who Pastor Bob is. That, that the, I'm not always love, but God is always love. I, I'm not your healer. I can pray for you. But it's only in the power of Jesus Christ in me that anything miraculous can take place. I'm not peace. Obviously, my voice isn't peaceful for you. <laughs> He's faithful. He's holy. He's all these things. It's who he is. It's for his glory. It's for his reputation. But again, we can do things and try to see, well, what's in it for me? What am I going to get out of it? How does this make me feel? Versus, Lord, I'm just here to serve you, and I want to give you all of that. And at the end, to him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Bringing God glory. Focusing on him. And so uh, here uh, at City Harvest, we have some what we want to call opportunities. Everybody love opportunities? Um, 
So I think we're going to pass the bags again, and we're going to give you an opportunity to give. And then uh, we're going to pass a clipboard and give you an opportunity to sign up. And, you know, there's always more and more opportunities. No, we're not going to do those things. But it would be fun if we did. So opportunities here we have uh, with First Impressions, uh, which is parking lot, door greeters, hospitality, ushers, kids ministry. We have preschool, elementary, and middle school. In, in our family, for tomorrow and I, we, we, uh, as most of you guys know, we have six kids. And we try not to use the word chores. We try to talk about opportunities. No, we, we talk about responsibilities in that we all, that as a family, there are responsibilities to, uh, to have, a, we never actually try to have, a, our goal is never to actually have a clean house, but it's just a house that we can actually walk through and um, at least be able to find pseudo clean clothing and things like that. But, but we, we have responsibilities that does what it takes and what we need to, you know, take out the garbage and to do dishes and to do laundry and to vacuum once a month or, you know, whatever it is. But it's because we're a family, we all pitch in. Some people are like, how in the world do you guys do all you do and have six kids? And it's like, oh, believe me, because we're not like cooking every single meal and doing all the house cleaning and all of this. No, it's a team. And actually, it might be a little bit easier. So some of you guys, if you feel like you've been having to do a lot of cleaning, parents in here, you might just go have a couple more children. (laughs) It's just, it's amazing, the blessing it is. And you just sit back and just chill. And they just run around with good attitudes and take care of everything. So, but as a family here... There are things that are responsibilities of, of, of being who a lot of it is to deal with heart, okay? And to be City Harvest Church, who we want to be. And so we don't just have, uh, uh, how many of you guys have never pulled into the parking lot here and been, thank God there's a parking lot attendant. I have never been able to figure out how to get my car between those two white lines. <laughs> Anybody? And if you are that person, do not raise your hand. <laughs> that, that, that's not the purpose. The purpose is to have somebody out there who's waving, who's a smiley face. And uh, I've heard time and time again of people who are driving in and they're just having one of those days. They got in an argument on the way here. Their kids weren't cooperating, let's say. Um, maybe they just got some bad news or I, they slept terrible, whatever it is. And as they drove up, there was somebody there at the parking lot who was just smiling and waving. Just smile and wave. But it, it shifted the atmosphere. Same with door greeters. Same with hospitality at, at, the, at the coffee. Uh, you guys all know how to pour your own coffee. Okay? So it's never like, I've never been able to figure out how to get the liquid out of that carafe into this paper cup. And thank you that there's someone there to go like this. No, it's a person that's there to say, you know what? I am so glad you're here today. And I'm so, and I am glad that I have an opportunity to bless you and to serve you and to just be another point of contact to where we don't just come in and show up and have no relationship, no conversation, sit in our chair, observe what goes on, hear some stuff, and then leave and go out the door. 
The goal is that every person, whether they have been here since we planned the church a little over 22 years ago, or this was their first Sunday here, whether they've known Jesus since they were two years old, or whether they are checking out the church thing and they've actually struggled with it and they don't know if they believe in this whole Jesus God thing. It just seems like fire insurance and just people that have nothing else to turn to, so they turn to that. It doesn't matter where the person is on that spectrum. The goal is that they walk in and they know that they are noticed, that they are loved, that they are valued. The value isn't in, in, in how much money you give or how much time you serve or what your background is or how eloquent you speak or how good your voice is or these different things. Your value is in that you're a son, you're a daughter of God. And each one of us are sons and daughters of God. And we want to, we want to just be there to love and to encourage one another. And that's the goal is we're a family. And so we're not an organization. Do we need to have organization? Yes. But that is not what we are. It's not about moving. Can we get more people to volunteer to get the organization to move forward? That's not it. Because honestly, we can find some people to do these things and to make it happen. It's really about what happens when each one of us steps into it and we take ownership and we go into that. I... I, um, Growing up, I grew up in the church, and uh, so I've spent my, my whole life in the church, and what I've seen is that the people that get involved in selfless ways, so I'm not just talking, there's a lot of people where we can get involved in our areas of interest, and we take on our pet projects, or we say, I'll serve as long as it fits in this box. I'm not talking about that. That's not always bad. God uses that at times, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about where we say... Uh, I don't know how to make coffee. I don't drink coffee. I don't believe in caffeine. I think you guys are all fools that are doing it. I don't, I don't know, whatever it is. But you know what? I care about people, and so I'm going to serve coffee. Or, you know, I don't want to stand out there in an orange vest. I mean, that looks ridiculous. They, they, you know, but I care about people. When we serve like that, ownership happens, and those are the people that always thrive the most. It's not a secret pill. It's just living like Jesus. It's living selflessly. Because it's not about whether or not we think we're good at it or not. It's about God wants to work through us. And the joy that comes in those moments of doing those types of things. With kids, uh, just watching the different um, teenagers here in in the church over the years. The ones that went from them being here because their parents forced them to come. Any kids here where, or even adults, where you were forced to come? Not not today, because obviously everybody here, I know you really want to be here. But anybody as growing up, you were forced to go to church. And it was your parents' God, and it was your parents' church, or your, your neighbors, or your grandparents, whatever it was. But God wants it to be personal to you, and he wants it to be personal. But part of that is beginning to own it. And so the youth, the middle schoolers, the high schoolers, even the elementary students that begin to, to take responsibility and say, yeah, I'll serve here, or I'll get involved there, they're the ones that time and time again, they end up staying with it because... It's not their parents' church. It became theirs. That's right. That's right. 
And a lot of times as parents, we can say, oh, I want to save my kids from that. I just, I need to give them space. And yeah, there's time for that. But I'd say, be Holy Spirit led on that. We need to get involved. And we need to do those things. Kids ministry. You know, in all these things too, is we can have an attitude of, I'm not good at that. Uh, I've had a lot of different jobs here at the church. And out of all of them, I only ever wanted to do one of them. Literally. All the other ones, I either thought I would never in a million years ever want to get even close to that ministry, or two, I'm not qualified for it. When we started the church, I told Bob, I'll do anything. I do not want to run sound. I've ran sound my, since I was young. Uh, I started running sound when I was 11. And then, I became, and then it seemed like because no one ever wants to run sound that once you learn it, you, people don't let you out of it. And it's not because that's the only gift they see in you. It's because they have no one else to do it. So they leave you there. And, and uh, you, 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 you ne- no one ever walks up and gives you a high five and says, dude, you did an amazing job today on the sound. It's always too loud. It's too quiet. Why is that frequent? You know, there's always something. Two months into the church, he's like, hey, I really need a sound man. So stepped into it. But you know what? God did something. A little while later, he asked if I would be the middle school pastor. And I didn't like middle schoolers. I thought they were immature. They were stupid. I thought that even when I was in middle school. And that's, I mean, like I had hard feelings. I I didn't like it. But you know what? As soon as I said yes and stepped into it, even though I felt like, man, I am not cool. I know you guys look at me today and you're thinking, dude, you're so cool. But that's not the way it was back then. And, uh, but there was something. So it wasn't about me being so confident in that area. It was me saying, Lord, use me however you want to use me. And even though I said no and said no and said no, finally he won. And he always tells me his paper's on top of my paper, which means he's in charge, if you didn't know what that analogy meant. But so I would say yes, but then the amazing thing is, God began to give me his heart for the middle schoolers. And what I realized, it wasn't about, can I be cool? It wasn't about, do I relate to them? It was about, can I be who Jesus wants me to be to them? Can I just say, you know what? I'm going to acknowledge you as a human being. When it comes down to it, We'll take the dorkiest, geekiest, weirdest person if they, if they treat us like a human being. Honestly, we don't, it doesn't, all that stuff goes out. Later on, tomorrow and I, after we got married, we're asked to be the children's pastors. And I'm thinking, again, I said no. I'm like, I don't like kids. <laughs> I, I, I don't, yeah, I just didn't like kids that much. And... Um, I wasn't, I wasn't theatrical. I didn't do puppets. I wasn't like I had none of the skill sets. I, I couldn't read out loud. Um, so I couldn't read stories. Like there was literally nothing I could do. If you can't perform, you can't read, and you don't like them, you're not going to be very good in the class. But I, after a while, we said, we prayed about it. We said yes. As soon as we said yes, all of a sudden God gave us a heart for the kids. Again, they weren't looking for someone to do puppets. The kid's not like, dude, you're, you're terrible. I'm four years old. I want a puppet. Give me a puppet now. <laughs> no, they want someone that gets down on their level. 
gets down. We always say, tell them, get down on your knee. Get eye level with them. They spend their whole world looking up, their whole life. What if you get eye to eye? You make eye contact with them and you say, you have value. You're special. God made you special. And you talk to them in that way all of a sudden. Because again, it's not about the, the, what I saw as my natural gifts in my own strength. It was about what did God put into me. You want to know what he put into me? He began to put into me a heart to value them. And that's all they wanted. And so time and time again. And so service isn't something where we say, well, I'm just going to sign up. You know, I know I, I don't do kids ministry. Here's the deal. We want the presence of God in there. It's not called child care. It's not called just stuff them in there. I don't know, some other derogatory thing. It, the, the idea is it's a place where they're experiencing the presence of God. To encounter Jesus as their Lord and Savior. To know that they are noticed and they are seen. So worship team, if you guys will come up. My uh, exhortation to you guys today um, is to pray, to ask God, Lord, how do you want to use me? How can I get involved? And there are many things in, in you know, you could be like, dear God, these guys just don't let up. I mean, they want me to be a missionary. They want me to step out and be a leader. They want me to be a, they want me to be in community group. They, they keep asking about this. You know what? Absolutely. You're right. Here's why. Because we all need to be challenged to step beyond where we are comfortable to be who God has called us to be. Because sometimes, many times, he has so much more for us than we could ever imagine. But we aren't going to get it until we make a step and step out. And there's something so special that happens when we serve each other here in this community. Just on a, say, a monthly basis. And to get out there and do it. And uh, so we're going to go into this song. And I just want to invite the prayer team up. And if you guys will, half you go on that wall over there and half you over here. And uh, you might, will you guys stand to your feet, if you're willing? Maybe you're here and you're like, man, you know, great speech, buddy. Uh, Didn't really do much for me. I kind of came to be encouraged, and basically all you're doing is looking for volunteers. I'd say you misled my message, okay? Uh, You didn't hear the heart, but that's okay. No, but you maybe are coming in because you have something else going on in your life. You have something else where you're like, you know what? I need prayer for this. Man, I'm coming in. I'm hurting. I'm discouraged. I'm worn out. I, I, I feel taken advantage of. I feel forgotten. I feel whatever it is. One, remember that you can always go to Jesus on your own. At any time, we can stop and pause. I was exhausted. We've been going at this this whole week in here. I was exhausted this morning. We didn't get out of here until really late last night. But what I do know is that I can get away and worship God and I can feel his presence.